to the Jerks in the Fourth Row podcast. Today we have a special edition, a special episode for you, and a special guest. Uh, welcome, dog, but also welcome to the show for the first time, longtime listener, Dylan McLean. How you doing, bud? Doing well. I'm glad I can finally put my film and television degree to good use. I think I think you're gonna need it today. <laughs> this is what Hey guys, I'm here too. Not to, not to, not to forget the homie, Dylan. Uh, were you guys ever roommates? Dylan is a UVM alum. Uh, were you guys housemates, roommates? Give us a little bit of history, a little background as to the the Dylan Tim love fest that is today. <laughs> I was just there all the time, but no, we were never actually on a lease together. So yeah, but, that's right. And then, and then the baseball team, you guys were on the same baseball team at UVM, club team. The way I describe Dylan, it's like, okay, we met in college, and then we played baseball together, and then we traveled together in Europe, and then United States, and then we lived in Nashville together. So that's a pretty succinct way to describe the way that we spent our time in the last 10 years, essentially. But Dylan's actually one of the guys who got me into film and like that. And the fact that I'm calling it film instead of like getting into movies, because like I, the only reason we have this podcast is when I talk about movies. But Dylan really kind of got me into more of the in-depth, like little fun facts and stuff like that. So I figured he'd be a good addition. But but Doc, this is also like a really cool uh, topic. We're yes. Doing so yeah, I forgot to mention it off the top today. Actually, this I believe this was Dylan's idea that we're going to do a, a, a an SNL 25, year 25 draft. So between the three of us, we're going to draft SNL cast members and then at the end figure out who is got the strongest cast. So 14 members on the original cast. We added Tina Fey to make it 15 since she was the head writer. So at the end, we're all going to end up with five characters from that SNL 25 roster, arguably the strongest roster of all time, arguably. Um, and then, and then kind of analyze it at the end. Um, before we get going, we wanted to start out with a, uh, to determine the order and we're going to do this live. We'll see how it goes, but we're going to do a rock, paper, scissors tournament to determine order. Dylan's got his, he's in go position. Dog, you ready for this? All right. Hang on a second. Let me get my fists up here. Okay. Oh, you're going. My, my, sorry. My hands are so big. They barely even fit in the screen. Let me think. There we go. All right, boys. Ready? Yeah, I know you guys don't have the same problem. Hang on. I'm sorry. Ready? Mine's barely Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. We got two what scissors and a paper, so dog, you're gone. Oh, you're good. Wait, that means I'm first, right? And we'll determine. You can choose your order. So Dylan, can if he wins this right now, he can choose whether he's one, two, or three. So you got to wait. Gotcha. You get the dregs. All right, Dill, ready? Let's do it. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. And Dill takes me with paper. Man, already, I was nervous coming in that Dylan was going to dominate this thing. He just dominated rock, paper, scissors. I had rock. He has paper. So Dill... You get to choose your draft order. What, which, what, which position would you like to be in? It's a no-brainer. Number one, this is great. It just made my day. This is like getting MJ with the first pick, even though he wasn't actually picked first. But in a redraft, of course he would be. And that's basically what we're doing. And again, shout out to the concept of Bill Simmons. It's kind of a hybrid of rewatchables and redraftables, which is two of my favorite podcasts. So I love that we're doing this. Will so, Ferrell, of course, first pick, no-brainer. 
Really Nick White. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, wow. He's off and running before we can even take our draft spots. All right. Um, I guess I'm going to... He's hungry, Doc. So I, I, I have to say, before everything, Doc, I, I kind of brought in a ringer. Uh, like, he, he, you got to watch out for him. Like, he's already talking about stuff that I don't even recognize or understand. So, you know, this is Jerks in the fourth row, and we kind of brought in... Again, he's got a film degree, so hang on. So let's slow down here. Stevens University of Vermont Film Program. <laughs> hey, man, there's... There's some cool stuff going on up there, man. You should check it out. <laughs> they had a couple Sony Handicams. That was about the extent of the program. So so before we get into it, all right, Will Ferrell, obviously. But Phil, set up the parameters. Are we doing the time frame? What's what's going on? Yeah, so no no spoiler there that Will Ferrell is first. But we're going to do this like a, like a real fantasy draft or even like a professional draft. Well, we're going to give it a three-minute time limit. The pick should only take two seconds, but then we, want, we really kind of want to dive into that actor actress's career uh body of work not only on snl but what they his he or she did after that or and before that for that um so yeah so don't worry dill your clock's not running right now we'll get into will ferrell but we got to determine the other draft (laughs) order um i i'm thinking i want to go two uh i was thinking about three so i could have that boom boom back to back but dog i'll leave that to you um so i like that i like you know i like that boom boom I know, dog. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it to you. You can have that boom boom, but be ready with with two picks when it comes to your turn. All right, all right. I'll be ready. Another little thing. To, so this is dog, not dog and Dill. Dog and Dill. So this is 1999 and 2000. Just to keep in mind for those who are listening, uh, the 25th anniversary of Saturday Night Live. Uh, so this year, not only was it a stock test, but at the end they had a. Uh, a big anniversary where everybody came back and stuff like that. So this is why we, part of the reason why we chose this, but also growing up, don't you remember just like seeing SNL 25 places? Like it was a big deal for sure. Right. Um, so anyways, I just, I just wanted to preface that before we go in, uh, before Dylan, I know he's hungry and he's got, he's licking his chops over there. It was funny when I was, just, when I was doing my research too, I know he's hungry. He is hungry. I can see. Uh, the when I was doing my research too, it was kind of funny to see that a, a snapshot of like who they thought were like big actors and hosts for that year. Um, we can get into that maybe later, but it there's like some major major celebrities, and then there's definitely some like one hit wonder celebrities uh, in, from that year. All right, for so let's put sure. Juliana Margulies in there somewhere, probably. <laughs> I don't even know who that is, but yeah, <laughs> I think she was on ER for a minute. Makes sense. That's about that time frame. All right, Dylan. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm looking. Dylan McDermott was actually the fourth host. <laughs> so you're you're <laughs> right on the part. Perfect ninety nine minutes right there. I'm pretty sure he's like doing reads for Lifetime movies now. So he's yeah. I think Oxi- <laughs> the Oxygen Network definitely keeps him afloat. <laughs> All right, Dill. I'm gonna start your. I'm gonna start your official timer. Uh, you'll hear like this old car horn when once it's done. But I mean, it's an open discussion. Three minutes. We already know what your first pick is. I think it's a consensus. It's a great one and automatic front runner for our final decision. But three minutes in the first round starts now. So Will Ferrell, let's talk about him. No explanation really needed. I mean, the dude's an absolute beast. And the cool thing about his career is he's not just an all-time comedy star. He's not just an all-time SNL member. He's probably a lot of people's number one SNL cast member ever. And that's saying a ton. 
But his movie career afterwards is just absolutely insane. I mean, but the cool thing is he had a really varied career. He did a lot more than just doing the old schools, Wedding Crashers, Step Brothers, all time comedies. But like, he went in and did a lot of really cool dramatic work and a lot of a lot of chances. He did a Lifetime movie with Kristen Wiig, just out of fun. Really? He did an entire movie in Spanish. Yeah, he's like done a bunch of weird shit. Like he did a whole movie, Casa de Mi Padre, where he speaks Spanish the entire film. Like he just does a lot of crazy stuff and like doesn't let it affect his career. It's wild. He's truly one of a kind. But to your point, he's definitely arguably the most popular SNL cast member of all time. He has two best ofs at least. If not, you know, if not, they haven't come out with a third. Um, I feel like this year he's really like finding his niche too. Like, He's done like Night at the Roxbury, that's in his past, and he's kind of got the confidence. He's doing the skits like the the uncomfortable dinners, like with him and uh, his 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 daughter and his wife and the Dodge Stratus. Like they'll just be sitting there comfortably, and all of a sudden he goes, "Can I just finish one damn sentence?" <laughs> that that's where he's finding his rhythm, really. Yeah, his blow-ups like great because they're a lot more subtle than like Sandler's, you know. Right. Yeah. He definitely brought more more to SNL than Sandler. Like, I, I, there's a couple of skits that I just can't, you know, not say if we're talking about Will Ferrell. There's one where he comes in in an office and he's wearing something a little patriotic and he's got like this USA thong on. And it might be the hardest I've laughed in a Will Ferrell skit because he's just being, he's just touching women on the shoulder, doing everything you shouldn't in the USA, in the USA thong. Uh... I think uh, who's the guy? Stifler's in that in that uh, skit. You guys know what the skit I'm talking yeah, about? John Williams guy. Yeah. Well, the best thing about that skit is too, and something that Will Ferrell would do all the time when he would have a hit character like that. The next week, he'd be on Conan as that character. So like, he yeah. comes out on Conan wearing a, a American flag thong and just like sits down on the couch next to Conan and just like made that a habit. Come out as Robert Goulet and do a whole interview. With Robert Goulet. <laughs> <Robert Goulet. laughs> Oh man! That shit all the time. He's like one of the only guys that could really pull it off. Uh, there's 30 seconds. There's no way you can talk about enough about his characters. The inside the actor studio guy, the hot tub guy, um, James Lipton. James Lipton. So just hang on. So just in this year, 99, 2000, he does Cowbell with Walker. Oh again. yeah. That's that year, he does. Um, he, again, he, he's at the dinner table. That's that year. He also does the Doctor. Where he like gets their baby mixed up or something like that, and like so that's like is an important year for him. So if you were to draft him, so that's what we're doing. We're drafting from that year, uh, and if you were to draft him from that year, he had a promising future, and then he was just finding his rhythms. It's it's just an un, undisputed number one from here on out. I think we can dispute all these picks, but that I don't know if you guys heard that was the buzzer. Oh man, I wish we had another like ten minutes to talk about Will Ferrell. We will, we will as we. He's as coming we... back. He's coming back. I he's mean, definitely he's coming back. He's a he's a supporting actor. That's the thing about SNL. Like he's in the other skits and stuff, but he's just in the background sometimes. They're just making a funny face. Like that's why he's the best because he just had. Like, no, interesting note, dog. You notice how Dylan mentioned uh, Wedding Crashers as a Will Ferrell movie? Still, still, we we put him as one of the greatest cameos of all time. But you mentioned that. Cameo King. Cameo King. Like, Wedding Crashers basically is his movie of the two minutes that he's in it. He takes Ooh. over. It's insane. We got through. Everyone remembers the character. We got that's through. the most cool part of that movie, is Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, well, I've been laid up. I had surgery this week, and I was uh, 
I never, my mom was taking care of me, but I never really know what she was doing back there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I walked okay, anyway, enough. We got to keep it moving, though, dog. All right. What, what do you got? So you got the I'm number on the two clock. pick. I'm on the clock. Um, I got the number the number two pick. Wouldn't say this is my favorite cast member, but I think I got to take him here at two just because his the the overall um, uh, project of work or the overall you know his overall yeah work of whatever I'm trying to say here. And I'm going with Jim. Yeah, body of work. Thank you, Doug. Picking me up as usual. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. I'm going Jimmy Fallon with the number two pick. Um, on. For his, as a cast member, I couldn't point to any particular, like, character that he did other than the guy who just, like, lost it. He was the Weekend Update guy, and he just lost it in every skit that he was in, just laughing, which actually brought people, the audience, to laugh. So if it was a shitty skit, he would just, like, laugh and recognize that or just lose lose himself. And it was almost like break, breaking is what he was known for. Yeah, that even was, good skits to break. Even good skits, he was always breaking. That was just Jimmy's thing, but it worked. It worked for him. So I think, as far as like celebrity net worth, like the career that he that he launched after this, he was also a writer at one time. I gotta take him at number two. His his work on the night sh- or in the Tonight Show, everyone thought like this was like something that he was like you're following up Jay Leno and Conan O'Brien, like legends, and he comes in and tears tears the cover off the ball. Uh, for an industry baseball term for you guys there. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and really kind of, and he's still doing it. Like, I guess not now during COVID, but he's still like a light, late night mogul. He is in the, the same breath as Leno, as Carson, as uh, Letterman. And no one saw that coming. And I think, I think that went a lot into my second pick. Yeah, he did it in a fully new way. Like, people weren't doing that style of late night. It took a few years to hit because he was doing a way more, like, variety show. He's doing, like, playing games with guests and all that stuff. He wasn't doing the traditional stuff, but it took him a minute for it to work. But then once it did, it was like, you know, especially in the internet age, you just show, show a clip of him playing beer pong with Michelle Pfeiffer or whatever he's doing. But he's, like, <laughs> became the king that people loved it. So, an interesting, well, this is when SNL was a little, they, they started doing different finding different actors and characters too. Like Tracy Morgan's also another one of these just, so Jimmy Fallon, like they, they, if you see his audition tape, like they just, they had Jimmy Fallon. He's not really playing anybody. Like you said before, dog, there's not many characters you remember, but it's basically just him. Like he does the weekend updates. He does the covers on the guitar. He does a lot of those impersonations. And that's why like SNL, like they brought in Tracy Morgan again, who is like his own personality. Right, it wasn't necessarily, I mean, he does Brian Fellows and stuff, but he wasn't necessarily a character player. It was more them finding a funny person and bringing them to the, the public eye as opposed to finding someone like Dan, uh, like Dan Ackroyd or Phil Hartman who like are obviously great in skits, and, but they're role players, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. All right. All right. Um, so that that's the buzzer for round two, or I'm sorry, not round two, round one pick two. Doug, uh, yeah, go for it, Doug. I gotta throw it in. You can't forget the Queen Latifah film Taxi. Oh, I, I know. We, <laughs> how did we not mention Fever Pitch? That was about to take off. He was about to be the biggest star in the world. This movie career was really gonna take off, and then Taxi just brought it to a crowd. Oh, God. If he stars in a Fairly Brothers movie where he's playing a dude from Boston who's a dire Red Sox fan, it works. But that's the only time it's Yeah, I really, off the top of my head, I don't remember too many other movies that he was in. But 
I think we can. There's a lot of flops that uh, we can say for a lot of the. I'm looking at the rest of the cast here. Like a one flop chance movie that they get and they flop. It's the end of their careers in a lot of these cases. Go ahead, Doug. Sorry. But no, well, I mean, the, it also helped that the Sox actually won it that year. Well, uh, well they had to rewrite. They had to rewrite the ending because of that. Yeah, exactly. So that that was pretty cool uh, lineup. But no, Jimmy Fallon's actually been stuff like Almost Heroes. I saw him in Band of Brothers the other day. Like it's he can like show up in random stuff. So if you were drafting him in 1999, 2000, he he although he that probably wouldn't have been a clear pick at the time. But now that you have the the, the, the hindsight in the foresight or whatever, uh, it's a better pick. But at the time, I don't. I think he probably would have been lower on our list. So. I, I think so too. It felt like they were really pushing him as the man, and then he ended up coming into his own in, in the next decade. All right, so, so Doug, we got to move on. Uh, you have number pick three and pick four, so we're doing a snake draft here. Um, so you're on the clock. I'm going to give you, uh, I'll go six minutes, or no, let's do three and three just so we can talk about the characters. So go ahead. Cool. All right. All right. So we, I'm going to go with Tina Fey. Um, so we added her at the last minute to make sure, she's the head writer. She's not actually an actor in the the, two, the 25th anniversary season, but she's the head writer of the show. And to make sure there's 15 people we could choose from, we added her. Um, and so anyways, she is one of my favorite female comedians of all time. 30 Rock is one of my favorites, but clearly, uh, and 30 Rock kind of represents her time on SNL, I think. It's, it's derived a lot from her time on SNL and being the head writer of a, a sketch comedy show. Um, and, you know, you kind of get some insight there, but you know, the stuff that I'm sure she was behind, I didn't get to look into some of the stuff she wrote. But in the time, she I mean, the next year she joins the cast and is doing Weekend Update. You know, and she really brings kind of a, a female-centric focus. Amy Poehler and Rachel – well, Rachel Dratch is in the cast, but Amy Poehler follows her, and she, her and Maya Rudolph start doing stuff like Mom Jeans. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it kind of brings a more female oh, – uh, like an a, 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 a awareness – not an awareness, but a, a – presence yeah she's SNL cast she, kind of you can just tell like her writing is just what is smarter than than most of the writers that either came before her or after and that, it's it's definitely up there as one of the best writing and then when she gets to actually show that she has the acting chops to pull some of this stuff off off too it does translate um she kind of brings back that style with the glasses the Lisa Loeb look almost and she kind of brings that into the next uh the next decade um, so, it, it, and you said the Sarah Palin stuff, just all like she, she, it definitely, she brought, she had a presence on the show and then after does, goes on to have a huge, another huge writing career with 30 Rock. Um, she writes and stars in Mean Girls, which I, I not even ashamed to say might be one of the top 10 funniest movies I've ever seen. Uh, so during through her years as a cast member. She's, like, taking over Weekend Update and writes Mean Girls at the same time and is one of, like, the key players in it. There's there's also not too many people in this cast that have, like, had legit film careers after. Like, she's been in a handful of movies and she's led them. Like, she's co-starring with Steve Carell in that... I forget the movie, honestly. Date Night. It wasn't my... Date Night. But that was a big movie. That, like, she did Sisters with Amy Poehler that did well. That was actually super funny. So she's, like, one of the few people in this cast that can actually, like, lead a movie. Baby, Baby Mama. Yeah, exactly. Basically, her and Andy Poehler um, were, you know, they had their, they, they had the 
Angeles, like sisterhood. I guess Rachel, initially, Rachel Dratch and Tina Fey were writing partners and going into SNL. And actually, Rachel Dratch got the acting call this season, uh, the 25th season before. Uh, anyways, but then she goes into Amy Poehler, like they explore their film career, because Amy Poehler maybe is the, the more screen friendly or something. Uh, or she's funny. I don't know. I think Rachel Dratch is hilarious. Well, all right. Don't, don't don't tip your hand. Don't tip your hand with the next couple picks. But uh, I thought that was a strong third pick. I had her third on my board too. But all right, Doc. I'm start. I'm restarting the clock here. You are on the clock for number four. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay, great. So I'm actually gonna go with Chris Parnell. Ooh. Wow! <laughs> wow! All I don't right. What's gonna happen? It happens in every draft. Somebody takes a flyer way too early. Way too early. Way too early. What are you guys talking hey, about? Hey, the pick is in, Doug. The pick is in. Explain, explain yourself. And we'll, I mean, he's a great. We love Chris Parnell, but this high. All right, hang on, hang on. The pick is love. absolutely in. <laughs> love Chris Parnell, but like that's like Hashim to be going second. To the <laughs> it's, like, it's just insane. <laughs> Now, let me explain why here, guys. His relevance right now and his ability to find a success in voice acting. So he is doing stuff. He's doing Archer. He's doing Rick and Morty. He's doing some really popular stuff right now. In addition to being in some of the funniest movies of all time, he's an anchorman. He's in Hot Rod. He's in... He finds a way because of his either his voice or just like... He's in Walk Hard. He's, uh, you know, he's in so many movies... Because he is a character actor, he can play, he's in 30 Rock, he's Dr. Leo Spachemin, Spaceman, Dr. Leo Spaceman. Okay. I feel like he can play, he can play a bunch of different roles, and if at the end, where I'm not talking, the, all right, first off, he's a workhorse. The guy is- Sure. All the okay. <laughs> I love the justification. I love that if it's pick 10. Great justification. Come on, man. He's awesome. And also- because I had him at, I'm not going to lie, dog. I had him at 15. I had him as dead last. <laughs> good. Good. That's fine. You guys can have, you guys can have some other ones. Uh, all right. But we're talking about successful careers. Is, is Tracy, all right, right now, do you think Tracy Morgan is as relevant as Chris Parnell? Way more. Uh, yes, I do. I do. Yes. Why? Because he's in the car accident or because he's in the last OG? They brought him back. So they brought him back on the Eddie Murphy dog. They put him in the pantheon of, of black cast members. Like he was in, he was in the top. So for, if you didn't watch the Eddie Murphy episode this year, they brought back who SNL thought were the top four black cast members. And he was there at, at fourth. I mean, it was kind of a joke that he was standing next to uh, Chappelle and Chris Rock and you know, uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy. Even though Chappelle, the cast no, he wasn't. A sh- but he, they, they were recognizing like the top four funny black comedians, and he was standing up there with them. So I, I do think he's I more think, relevant. I, think, I don't think Chris think Parnell makes the top four of anything. Maybe workhorse, top four workhorses. So, but Dill, Dill, Dylan, I thought Dylan, I thought you'd be on my side with this, buddy. <laughs> Dylan, so I had Parnell at ten. I got him a lot higher than. Phil did. I had him at 10, but then, again, I love that justification at pick 10. I totally got your back. I love Chris Parnell. I think he's hilarious. He should be in a lot more... He should be playing a lot more people's dads. He should be, like, every sports no, announcer. He, he is, though. The guy works. He's... If you need... No, but he, he should be doing it more. Like, to think that he's more relevant than Tracy Morgan. Yeah, come on. No. no I, I, all right, 
right, dude, is Rick and Morty not one of the biggest shows? Is Archer not one of the It is, but his face is his face isn't on any of those, Tim. It's all animated. Like no one knows him as the progressive box. Like he's like Exactly. His voice is everywhere. But if you're putting if you're putting stock into somebody, the guy's a workhorse. I respect it. Come on. Okay. All right. He's one of the and I think he's just one of the funniest actors. Like, I just I laugh when I see him and hear him. I love that you're defending the pick. You're going down with the ship, but you know what? There's there's a lot there's a lot of draft left. So uh, we're moving. I don't know if you heard the buzzer. We're moving on to uh, pick five overall. That that comes back to me in the snake. So yeah. um, I'm gonna take this guy. This is only. I think I'm taking him only because of the fact that I Dylan's next and he's got two picks and I think he's gonna take them. Uh, dangerous. What's that? Dylan with two picks is dangerous. It is dangerous. I'm, I'm nervous. The board, I feel like, is going to get wiped clean after this. But I'm going to go down. He's not exactly atop my power rankings list, but I'm gonna, I really want him on my squad, and that's Colin Quinn. Oh. Uh, see? <laughs> okay, right. So I have Colin. I've got a lot to defend on Quinn. Good pick. Okay. Thank you, Dylan. That, that means a lot coming from you. The, so Colin, Colin Quinn was just, I think he's my favorite weekend update guy of all time. Um, he is just got this dry sense of humor that, that I feel like when I was watching him on SNL, I was watching his stand up, and that's one of the only guys I can really say that, that didn't fall into a goofy character. Colin Quinn didn't do a character. He was himself the entire time. Um, I disagree. He was Bill Clinton. No, no, that was, that was Daryl Hammond. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right, dog. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, I mean, he's kind of no, nose hole, but... What's that? Quinn was weak an update. Very little else as yeah. far as SNL. His his after his after career with stand up. I just loved his stand up. He's he because he's an SNL guy. He gets his cameos. I don't know if he's quite the workhorse Chris Parnell is, but he's in <laughs> he's he's in Trainwreck, and I think he plays a great role as the dad there. Um, he uh, again, I guess I just got to keep going back to his stand up. He's got that New York accent. It just just love him. So, I mean, I'm taking up all the time on him. So, well, no, if you're if you're gonna draft him, though, like there's a Netflix special that just came out on him. Oh, uh, I've seen it. Uh, and uh, yeah, so he, I guess he dealt with a lot of mental health issues and wasn't the workhorse that Parnell was because of those. Not, I mean, not demeaning <laughs> him by any means. Mental health issues are serious, but there's a, an interesting documentary that just came out on. I haven't seen it yet, but. I'll, I'll shatter that statement right now. That dude did over 200 episodes of Tough Crowd, and that was his show. <laughs> Tough Crowd. Love that show. Tough Crowd is a legit show, and honestly, I think if like that show comes out today, it's probably even more successful, but that show is awesome. I do love that show. I, I didn't even have that in my research deal. Thank you. I love my pick even more now. That's one of the rare Queen Quinn shows. You'd have like Patrice O'Neill and Greg Giraldo come on and talk about North Korea for a half an hour. It was great. Oh. God. And then uh, fun fact yeah, is, that, is that is that critically <laughs> is that critically acclaimed though? Like I, you know, it's not like that was a legit Comedy Central show for a few years. Like, legit Comedy That's Central it. show. I do remember it, it was done. All right, all right, all right. Early two thousands, like that was considered in the same vein as like Dale and that sort of stuff. All right, all right. No, I mean I'm not knocking Colin Quinn by any means. I'm just saying here's, here's the best Colin Quinn research that you specifically will love, Tim. He was voted twice as a top 100 Irish American in the magazine Irish American. <laughs> <laughs> so you should love that. 
same cloth and because of that I might pick him in the next round too <laughs> next to Tom Brady Tom Brady's not even on the cat I'll so take him, still pick him. I'll, I'll take him again <laughs> I got Tom Brady next I'll on my card alright that was the buzzer Dylan you're up last pick of the second round six overall you got it I can't believe he fell to me but Tracy Morgan's still in court oh okay alright alright Absolutely. I, I was ready to defend him as a number three pick. Okay. It's probably a little high, but I'm thrilled that he's here at number six. But yeah, I was totally going to take Tom Quinn right there. <clears throat> awesome. I'm more than happy to take Tracy. Great Tracy's pick. Tracy's killing it. So that, that's actually like, he's been in a bunch of movies, a lot of them not like widely watched, but those movies have actually made money. Like the first Sunday and movies like that actually made money. Yeah. Uh, what, what want that just came out that he co-starred in was like top build. That actually made a bunch of money. Yeah, and then he's wasn't he in a movie with wasn't he in a movie with Queen Latifah with the taxi or something too? Like <laughs> I, I just I he the one of his best parts in Thirty Rock with all, all the fake movies like he was in the Dead Ninja oh, yeah. or like that was uh, a like personally uh, uh, you know semi autobiographical show for Trace Morgan sure yeah he, well he's making fun of like Ty he's definitely he's definitely making fun of like Tyler Perry and the, you know and he's been in a couple of those movies I'm sure. He, he's a he's a com- he's a comics comic so, but, too. Right, so going, but going back to SNL, this is an SNL podcast. Besides, all right, so Brian Fellows. But what else on SNL was he? Do you remember him for? Because this is we're drafting him in 1999-2000 before his body work. I know we have the foresight, but so I mean, they bring they bring him up on Weekend Update. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bill. You go, go ahead. He did that one astronaut here, being really fun. Because like when he came back and hosted, not to mention the dude got hit by a truck and came back. Oh, yeah. Than that. yeah. Sure, sure. But let's talk about SNL though. Like, what did he do on SNL? So he, they bring him on Weekend Update on all the time. Like he'd try out characters on Weekend Update and do like some stand up there, which I always remember was his was shine was his shining thing. He had a huge role on Thirty Rock too. So this you got to remember this draft isn't always about SNL. It's about his right, but we're but we're drafting. If you think about it, we're drafting in that year. Like he got, and this is an SNL like base list. Like, and when I think of Tracy Morgan on SNL, I think of Brian Fellows, and I think of, of like that skit with Will Ferrell when he gets a born he gets born a full grown man. <laughs> yeah. and Tracy Morgan. He's just in the background. Tracy Morgan comes in. And they're going to go to, like, uh, Vegas or something. They need to borrow some money. Um, but, no, I mean, but again, to your point, Tim, if I'm looking at 99, I'm looking at a ton of potential. The dude's True. a killer stand-up comedian, and he's definitely got tons of potential. Like where he's going to fit later on, who knows? And, honestly, he's, like, just hitting his stride. The Last OG's a great show. So that's arguably he's as strong as he's ever been right now. So like I'm drafting Tracy Morgan on pure potential because like that dude hasn't even started yet. No, he's, like, I can't. How funny he's going to be, seventy-five year old dude playing a grandfather. He's going to be the funniest of that ever, like guaranteed. Well, he's he's just a funny like. All right, so what SNL? What Lauren Michaels, who I can't believe we haven't mentioned yet, uh, who like, he's great at just finding people that you look at their face and they're funny. Like the way that Tracy talks is just funny. Yeah, like, he's funny. whatever he's doing. Tons of potential, always funny. 
Absolutely. So, no, no brainer pick, especially at number six. I'm thrilled that he did. Yeah. I hear that, but because I did do some research on those years, and I, and I he did do the Aunt Jemima's malt liquor. Dude, that one is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we're, he did that. He starts to hallucinate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, he was funny, you know, but again, uh, based on us and now, I don't know if I would have been so high for me. He, Dylan, he was, fi- he was five on my big board, Dill. He was five on my big board. Colin Quinn was six, but I had to take Colin Quinn just because I, I wanted him more than Brian Fellows, more than Tracy Morgan. All right, that was the, that was the buzzer. You're, you're the first pick in the, in the third round. All right. So I got my next pick, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right. This is where it does get a little tricky, but yeah, we're going with Molly Shannon here. Oh, great nice. pick. Great pick. Right. For a variety of reasons. I was ready to defend her number five as well, actually. Yeah, I'm on board. She was in my she was in my top. SNL all-time crusher. I mean, she killed it. Tons of characters. And like her characters spawned movies. Like she was that good on SNL that she headlined SNL movies. And like, you know, granted, Superstar is not like a, a masterpiece or anything, but like you go back and watch that, like you're gonna be laughing. Dude, I still quote I still quote that movie like when they and I also still dance, like because Will Ferrell was I think his name was like Guy in that or something like this. I'm like some, he was the high school hunk, but I, I still do dance moves from that stuff. That was actually that year, though. That was 99, 2000 that uh, Superstar came out. So she was huge right there. She was. That was a she highly was anticipated movie. And, Doug, may I add, too, you also sweat profusely from your armpits all the time and went like this every time you did. So uh, <laughs> She's in more stuff, yeah, too. Like, I haven't been known, known to hug a tree or two as well, you know. Not, maybe not the same way, but no, I'm just kidding. But no, Dill, I think we're on board. But her, I think what Molly Shannon, she kind of petered off like a little bit after us. I know was the thing. Oh, that's that's the thing that was surprising. Like she's actually doing a bunch of uh, movies still. Like I was amazed looking at her IMDb. She's in a ton of movies. Yeah. Um, and a lot of dramatic work more recently. She was in uh, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. She had like quite a big role, but that was like a great movie. But she's killer at dramatic roles. There's another smaller movie called Other People where she, she plays a woman who gets cancer. She's dying yeah, of cancer. Yeah, that's a great movie. It's amazing. And she's like a legit Oscar-worthy performance in that movie. Like she's a killer actress. Um, yeah, has, yeah. Todd from Breaking, has Todd from Breaking Bad as, the, as her gay son. Yeah, and then she came back with the rest of the Wet Hot cast and was funny as hell. Funny as she's ever been. Oh, I'm like, I've, I've been watching 10 years later Wet Hot American Summer. I still love that shit, dude. She's great, but she clearly has hasn't lost a beat at all. She's only just gotten like an actress. So like, she's another one too. I see her having like a legit film career for like the rest of her life. It might not be starring roles again, but like she's gonna be a legit actress. I, she is one. I think she's one of the SNL all-time greats too. Though she her her characters on there like the the, the uh, stretching lady. I mean, on top of the superstar, but the the lady who yeah. loves to stretch. I'm fifty. I stretch. I kick. I'm fifty. She's got the pants up by her by her navel, right? Super physical, super physical comic. You know, she's like bashing into stuff and hopping all around the place. Like, pretty. pretty it's, always, it's always funny when she does it. Always funny. She's on this show, this HBO show that that Crystal and I have been watching with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, who can't stand her, but I think I watched because of Molly Shannon. She's kind of like the drunk, crazy friend. Um, at the show called is called Divorced. Uh, it's with the guy from Sideways too. Um, what's uh, his Tom name? Church. Yes, yeah. yeah. 
and she just brings it like she like her anytime her character's on i'm like okay something crazy's going down she's just gonna say something absurd like she has her entire career like with the the sweaty balls or the uh mary Catherine gallagher like all all that stuff she as soon as she, she's a firecracker as soon as she's on the scene something you think that anything can happen no matter what role she's in so all right that was that was the buzzer on molly shannon any any final notes on her great no, pick. i love that I'm, honestly, I would take I'd take Molly Shannon over Tracy Morgan. I'd take him over Chris Parnell. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh man, I, Dylan, I thought you'd totally be more on my side. For Again, I'd pick nine or ten. I would have had your back. Oh God. Dude, whatever. All right. All right. Back, so, back dog, to, it's up to you, right? Yeah. I'm, back to me. Uh, so this is third round, second pick. Um, dwindling here. Like you said, the tier kind of goes off of yeah, a little bit of a cliff after our, those first two rounds. But um, I got to take her. She was actually fourth on my power board, which might be a little bit high. But this is before we introduced Tina Fey. Um, but I'm going to take Maya Rudolph as my, as, as my third pick overall. Um, at the time, I think she was a, like a featured on this cast. Like she wasn't part of like the main cast. I think she was like someone who they... Who they were just trying out. You, you always know in like the intro when they say and starring, um, and she she was in there. Um, I mean, she's just had a huge, huge career, and I feel like is a huge icon, and especially in today's culture. Um, not really necessarily the starring role in a ton of things that I can think of, but she. I mean, she was just always kind of like that sassy kind of, uh, you know crazy character that would just kind of keep a still face while the rest of them were laughing. I loved her in um, Bridesmaids. I thought she was really funny in Bridesmaids. Um, She also had uh, a cameo in, oh, what was the movie? Uh, I can't think of it. So, Doug, I'll pass it to you for Maya Rudolph and gauge your your opinion on that pick while I'm thinking of it. Fun fact about Maya Maya Rudolph is she's the daughter of Minnie Ripperton who wrote this song uh loving you is easy because you're beautiful it's actually about Maya Rudolph her, her daughter the song at the end she's my 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 that's uh Maya Rudolph so anyways fun fact uh, uh but no I, I think she's great uh I don't think she ever really found her stride in terms of in, like finding consistent work but she's always funny in everything I see her in uh she was in let's see I think she's been like documentary now, like the Bill Bill Hader in, in uh, uh, what's his name, Bill uh, Fred, Armisen. Fred Armisen. Yeah, their their show. He, he she's like been with done some skits with them that are really funny. She's always funny, but again, I, I can't say that her career has had some any solid. Yeah. But so when she comes on the stage though, at like the Oscars, at the Grammys, and does a skit with like Amy Poehler or you know any one of those cast members, everyone knows who she is. Uh, All right, but but I mean, it's like we you know we just watched the last dance with uh, with Michael Jordan. You know, she's like one of the you know she's like a not maybe not Steve Kerr, but you know she's she's kind of one of those who's like you know she she was a part of something great, so I think she has more clout than I think. Okay, so it sounds like you're not liking this pick, which is okay. But I I'll, I'll stand by it. I'm taking her. At, uh, I like it. She was she was next on my board, Phil. It's a good pick okay. for sure. Uh, she's she's way more of a of like a Tony Kukoc, or honestly, even like a pick into Chris Wiggs Jordan. Like she was always that like second person. Like when Amy Poehler was taken off, like Rudolph was right next to her. 
Same with Kristen Wiig. Like, she was always the other one there. Bridesmaids is one of the biggest comedies of all time, though. She's, like, yeah. second in that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think part of the reason her movie career, like, didn't really take off or hasn't yet or whatever is more by choice than anything. Well, much, the, much like your Tracy Morgan pick, I'm taking her for the future as well. I still think she's got some things to count, so... Um, when she married to Paul Thomas Anderson, that, that's part of the reason that she's just like, I'm good. Paul Thomas Anderson's going to go out and make masterpieces. You gotta, like, that's just wait. Chris Parnell is going to come out with a masterpiece and you're going to feel ashamed. <laughs> you're gonna feel, you guys are going to just feel terrible about what you said. He's going to come out and it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be it's some doctor role. That like it's Will Ferrell writes it and and dog you'll be laughing all the way to the bank when he does. Uh. <laughs> yeah. All right, your pick, dog. Next round, uh, we're into the, we're the final pick of the third round. You got it. So uh, you are officially on the clock. So I've uh, so I got to cross out, do a little bit of audibleing. So all my top fives were taken. So I got to audible a little bit, like, and also I think I approached this podcast of you guys. Um, I'm gonna take. Um, I'm going to take uh, what's his name, Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan. Oh man, you know what? When this podcast started, I knew you'd end up with him. But <laughs> <laughs> first off, I really wanted to get Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan just because of the duo at the time. If you remember, if you're watching SNL at the time, the two of them were kind of like synonymous. You know, they were always they were doing everything together. They that year they did Mr. Peepers. If you go back and watch, it's like Chris Kattan's like a little monkey creature, and The Rock is actually the guest star that. Or that uh, anyways, it's just Will Ferrell and Kattan worked so well together, and I feel like they they kind of complemented each other. I feel like Timberland and Magoo there for a little while. Um, yeah, he's probably the Magoo of the of the twosome, but definitely in the same breath as Will Ferrell. Um, obviously, you mentioned Night at the Rock, Night at the Roxbury. Um, they had like Corky Romano. Corky Romano. He had the mango. Don't touch the mango. That that skit. Yeah. So he was a great character actor. You know, like he did some funny, like yeah, man, uh, not mango. Was it mango or? Yeah, he, uh, he was kind of like the stripper. Yeah, it was the yeah. male stripper that no one could resist, male or female. No one could resist in the mango. He, he was also he was kind of like the David Spade of the cast. Yeah, I understand. Like he didn't go on to do as much, but. My uh, clearly my list is a little bit more subjective and like kind of personal rather than yours. Like I'm not going for the money. I'm telling you, right? For that 2002 run, then I guess it's a good thing. But dude, after that, it fell off pretty damn quick and pretty hard. Again, I think as I said at the beginning of this this response, I I think I approached this this research differently than you guys. I was approaching it like we were there in '99, 2000. We knew they were their careers were. But we had to go off of like what they were doing on SNL. I totally so get like, that. So like Chris Kattan was one of arguably the top fun three, arguably the top three funniest members of, of SNL during the time. Would you not agree? Um, was, he he would definitely. Yeah, he would definitely be higher on the power board if we were doing this draft in '99 for sure. He was right. So he's like definitely higher than Jimmy Fallon. Definitely, high. I, I think he's higher than Tracy Morgan at the time. Um, but again, you know, I, he didn't go on to, to really much respectable stuff. But no, uh, like, just as a performer, Catan's like pretty much a one-trick pony, and so it worked well, like with Will Ferrell, especially because they have the size difference. He's like five four, and Will Ferrell's yes. got like a so it was always <laughs> yes. like exactly. Catan clearly didn't have like the overall potential that 
pretty much anybody else in the cast does. It's true. Yeah, but when I but when I was watching, everything he was doing was pretty hilarious. It was. Like, the, the, when both of Will Ferrell and him go on his uh, air supply, all out of love, and then they end up. <laughs> Come on, they end up making. They end up making out, out at the end, and they cut to the scene. <laughs> Come on, that's that's gold. It is. It's I great. Mean, maybe, it's could, maybe some actors are made for made for a, a medium more sketch comedy. You know what I mean? Some of their some of their skills don't transition up. He had his uh, Steve Kerr moment, but he's never going to go on to coach the Warriors. So yeah. Dog, I would give it to you too. At the night at, at, at night at the Roxbury, he might have been a more of a main character than Will Ferrell was in that movie at the time. So I'll give you, I'll give you that. Ninety nine was probably peak Katan. Yeah, I think I think he was. You're right, Dog. That's a good point. Yeah, I think he probably was like the arguably the main, not the main character, but the focus. Like he was, he was the one making moves. You know what I mean? Uh, one more fun uh, fact about Chris Katan. Uh, you want to know where he was on my board team? Uh, 15? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, perfect. This is making a lot of sense. Uh, this is good, but I, I strongly support my picks, and uh, I'm so glad. Corky Romano might have a hell of a comeback. We'll see if it comes on Netflix. I can't wait to see Corky Romano, too. I, I know I'll be there, front row. <laughs> so It's going to go dirt, too. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, it'll end up on Crackle. Dog, he was, tw- he was 12th on my board, but I... I, you guys, aren't, you guys aren't respecting. Again, we approach this differently. If you were watching SNL during that time, that guy was fucking funny. He was. Like, it's undeniable. He was. All right, dog. Next round, we got to move on. So you got the first pick in the fourth round. So uh, am I allowed to say what I was picking between? Like that. All right. So I had to pick between two for this one. Um, I mean, if you want to t- tilt your hand, but yeah, go for it. You got the stage. Bill, what do you think? That's that's on you. I haven't seen a GM do that in the draft yet. But, uh, clock's, <laughs> clock's ticking, by the way. We don't want a Minnesota Vikings pick here, Doug. Make your pick. You guys are just hating, hating. Sorry, I don't sit around and watch drafts and listen to you know. I'm sorry, you know, I'm doing stuff, making making moves. You know what I mean? Anyways, so I'm gonna do it. Fine, I'm gonna break. So my my it came down to two people again. I was as I was watching at the time. It's between Sherry O'Terry and Tim Meadows, uh, and I think I'm going to stick with my approach, like what I was doing before, and I'm going to go with, uh, see here, okay, you know what, I'm going to switch. My pick is Tim Meadows. Okay. But but personally, I think I like Sherry O'Terry better. Okay. Like, I can say that about a lot of the guys on the bottom, but I like it. And by the way, there's only two minutes to talk about it now that you've picked up. Uh, it's fine. It's <laughs> I don't really need you guys to know what's going on in my my draft decisions here. Thank you. are picking Tim Meadows. Is that the pick? Tim yep. Meadows is the pick. I mean, he was doing Ladies Man at the time, which was, again, made into a movie uh, a little bit earlier on. But he was one of the staples of the cast at that time who, you know, he, he was uh, – you could throw him in anywhere. But he's going on in his career, too. He, like Chris Parnell – it was in a ton of funny movies. He was along with him in Walk Hard. He's the drummer. Uh, do you want you don't want no potters, do we? Like <laughs> uh, he was uh, he was oh in Semi Pro. He had the arguably the funniest scene in Semi Pro, the uh, the jive turkey scene when he gets shot in the arm. Anyways, one of the funniest parts of Mean Girls for sure. Oh, Mean Girls, yeah. 
Mean Girls. Yep, absolutely. It's, it's, the, it's the first time I'll, uh, or maybe the second time I'll say, legitimately good pick, Tim. Well done. I Tim like Meadows it. Is great. I like it too. Great value in the fourth round for sure. Tim Meadows, one of the longest. I, really balance, I think he's one. Really balance each other out. He's, this is why I brought him up, just because he, just like you, Phil, he's not allowed to. Are you not afraid to either cut me off or to put me in my place here? It's but, hard. It's hard to yeah. do. It, it requires a special skill. So I'm glad I'm amongst that <laughs> that type of talent. The um, this is great. There, that's a good. Like getting their, your starting wide receiver in the fourth round. Like that's a great pick. Definitely. But he was. But he was funny on SNL. Um, and like for, he, for a long he did, time too. He was on there for like nine seasons. He was on SNL for all through the '90s up until like 2001 or something. Like a long time cast member. Absolutely, Phil. Do you remember? Do you guys remember the skit uh, uh, where Will Ferrell they're doing the morning talk show host and, he, and Tim Meadows? Oh wait, no, that actually isn't Tim Meadows. That's uh, what's his name? Like Alan. David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer. Alan Greer. David Allen Greer. That's right. I thought you were going with the skit. I thought you were going with the skit where Will Ferrell is with Chris Parnell and he loses Chris Parnell's baby. Will Ferrell is a uh, doctor. Loses Chris Parnell's baby, and he, he invites Doctor Poopin to do the robot for five thousand bucks. Only Madden's could sell like really dumb jokes like that. He did it really well, like consistently. Definitely, yeah, I'm Doctor Poop. Uh, I'm here to do the robot. That is all. <laughs> that'll be a thousand dollars. Yeah, that'll be ten thousand dollars. <laughs> All right, that's, all right, I respect my picks. I know you guys don't, but uh, no, that that's that that's your that's probably the highest value pick in the draft right there. And you know what? You guys are gonna look at my list at the end and be jealous. I am. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the breakdown right now, and it really isn't that bad. So, um, <laughs> all right, I got my next one is <clears throat> all right. What do we have? It's fourth fourth round, second pick. Oh man. Oh, man, I think I'm going to go, again, not highest on my board right now, but I'm trying to play Dylan, and I'm going to go, I'm going to pick Daryl Hammond right now with this, with my pick. Um, nice. you are, that's definitely playing Dylan right there, for sure. So, it's a great pick. It's a great pick. <clears throat> you, you two, you guys are on the same page. Dylan, I can see Dylan's reaction and Phil's head working. Phil, you, you got Dylan's number right now, by the way. He was only recently beat out by Keenan. Daryl Hammond's the second longest running member ever. He was always funny. He, he did. I think he's second in like most impressions. He's announced the show the most out of anybody. He's like, he's yeah, played. He's played all time great. He's played all-time two presidents. Great. He played uh, or, or two candidates. He was really big in the political scene with Al um, uh, Al Gore. Huge, yeah. Yep, and I think he took a crack at. Bush at first, but then obviously Will Ferrell just blew him out of the water for that. You guys corrected me earlier and said he did Clinton as well. And he did Clinton, Clinton. yeah, obviously, yeah. And then the Clinton one was obvious. So he did Gore and Clinton, president and vice president. And he was so believable in both, which I think would really tie to today because SNL, that's all they do is like political shit now. So I think he'd be huge in today's... I mean, he still comes back for cameos every now and then. Um, well, his Trump is incredible. It's only because Alec Baldwin's willing to do it that Hammond's not doing Trump. Otherwise, he'd be doing Trump. It's a killer impression. But his uh, his Regis Philbin was always hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his Regis too. His Regis was amazing. He did Chris Matthews as well. There. That's right. The Chris oh, Matthews. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. I think Chris Matthews was his best character. So no, I think it's, it's his most famous one is Connery. Is Sean Connery? Oh ha 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 ha! So. Uh, uh, one fact about this, 
SNL moments is like him and Will Ferrell going at it as Trebek and Connor. So something I want to come back to is themes or like skits that get revisited and reused. So like Jeopardy, uh, like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, stuff like that. And and so something at the end I want to come back to is, is again some of these like this was the first year of Jeopardy. So ninety nine two thousand. Will really? Ferrell doing this was the first time. I think so. Wow. Okay. So he's doing, and he's got Norm Macdonald on there with the big hat. Okay. <laughs> he played Burt Reynolds. <laughs> so, no, yeah, Norm must have been hosting, man. Um, but, but anyways, so I want to come back to those themes, those re- recycled skits. But anyways, Daryl Hammond, the political aspect of him, like that's kind of become a passing of the torch. Whoever gets to play the president or, um, or you know, some of the political... Candidates, um, actors, and right. Um, the one thing that's that hit, that he doesn't have is that movie career. After I don't think I can name you one movie that he was in after. Uh, so, I mean that that's probably why he fell a little bit on my draft board. But I'm glad, Dylan, that to know that you might have taken him in the next round. So I'm glad to to at least steal him. That's that's a win at least from a draft perspective. I'm looking at my overall list. I don't know if it's exactly as strong as I want it to be, but I'm, I'm happy with that pick with the value. So, all right. So, all right. So, uh, Dylan, you're you're next with the your your two final picks, actually. The next two picks. <clears throat> Round out my squad here. All right. So, but we're at the point now. Who's still on the board? We got Horatio Sands. We got Rachel Dratch. Yep, Sherry O'Terry, <laughs> Sherry O'Terry, and Anna Gastari. Yep. Yep. So wait, we're gonna do. So Dylan's gonna have two. You're gonna have one, and then I'm gonna have two. No, you'll have one. You have four right now. Okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah. So this is this is my fourth and fifth thing. Gotcha. Uh, so I'm basically left with the garbage at the end. Thanks, guys. Well, I mean, <laughs> of those four names that we just listed, it, you know, you can make an argument for all four. Sure. 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 All right, Dill. You're on the clock. So one of them for sure. I'm gonna go ahead and take Horatio Sands. Damn it! Nice. Damn it! Nice. Also, kind of, kind of a one-trick guy like Catan was, but always funny. Always. Um, always doing improv. Like he's still doing a lot of comedy, bang bang stuff. UCB. Like he's doing a ton of TV. He's done a ton of cameos. Uh, his cameo in Step Brothers as the. Uh, the, the late 80s Neil Diamond tribute band no <laughs> Billy Joel yeah. Billy Joel we only do 90s Joel we only do early 80s Joel <laughs> yeah. only 80s Joel. only 80s right um, between the three of us we got that fell, joke right <laughs> he, he was he's always funny but he fell this far on on the list because of Boat Trip oh Dylan that's one of your favorites though <laughs> one of the all time worst movies ever uh, brutal one, absolutely, absolutely brutal never get it's oh my god it's horrible I feel like you're here representative of like your movie knowledge as opposed to your true self. Like you love Boat Trip. I know you do. <laughs> hey, that is a, that's truly an unwatchable movie at this point. It's, uh, I'm, Dylan, I have been to your house and watched that probably like five times, ten times. Because oh, it was always funny to get a rise out of you and see your reaction if I put on Boat Trip again. <laughs> Riling up the dog, r- riling up the dog is a favorite pastime of mine too. I just, I just like to sometimes just let him go, and it's, it's hilarious. 
dude, what are you putting on again? And there'd be like Cuba Gooding Jr. like dancing around with the dog for five minutes to like start off the movie. Horatio Sands comes out of nowhere, and then yeah, it's, yeah. and then it all goes to hell immediately. Oh yeah. my god, dude. That also, movie. The, like, a, a great SNL cast member. He's in a bunch of good skits. Uh, always a great supporting guy. Great role player. You know, he's never going to turn into a big star like lead the show or anything, but always a funny dude. So I'll take him as my fourth pick. So I, I loved him. He used to do this skit with, on a Turkish radio, and like he'd just say, bro, after every single thing. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was always like the the like the light the last skit. Like it was always like past way past the twelve thirty block. But they just like okay, so they dance him out there and give him a shot. Uh, I always thought that it, another great one was the leather. He was like the leather shop worker. Fallon, yeah, yeah. He, he would just be behind the thing, like working, squeaking around in leather. But like, I think jerking or something. He was yeah. doing something behind the... He'd always have, like, a funny line, too. I, I feel like in the cowbell, in the cowbell scene, he had a really good uh, one-liner. He speaks for all of us. Like, when he's talking uh, yeah. to the yeah. cowbell guy. So, is he... Do you think he was uh, Warren Michaels kind of... Uh, okay, so, you know, we all appreciate a funny fact guy. Like, was he, was he the response to Chris Farley? He's... Yeah, he's a very, very poor man's Chris Farley, but still has the same type of comedic effect... <laughs> Uh, maybe a little bit less physical, but I think so. I think that they're, they they took a hit on him because of Farley. Yeah, there was always a fat guy on the cast, and he, he played the role well. He didn't break out as a star or anything. Like, yeah, he's no Farley. He's not even, like, Bobby Moynihan funny to me. I think Bobby's super funny. But he was a very solid fat guy cast member, which is always needed on the show. For sure. All right, that was the buzzer. So, Dill, you got your last pick right here. Start us off with the final round. On the board, we got Anna Gasteyer, Sherry O'Terry, and Rachel Gratch are still left. Oh, man. Which, those are all power choices for the last round. Like, this is such a good cast. You can make a, you can make a case for, for any of them. They were all great cast members, super funny, all, all doing a similar sort of thing. They're all playing supporting roles for the most part. Sherry O'Terry probably had the most starring sketches, but uh, the, the yeah, other yeah. one, yeah. As many as probably, I'm going to say Rachel Dratch. Okay. Okay. Nice. Uh, good pick. Good pick. If if for anything other than just her Debbie Downer sketch and then the Boston one with Jimmy Fallon, like those two sketches are just incredible. They're gold. Cool. Uh, and she's and she's always done a shit ton of cameos. Like she's in like every Sandler movie in the last like 15 years. She's popping up and stuff all the time. And she's always just playing like some little role, but she like steals the scene every time she's in. In Thirty Rock, she. Uh, is literally never plays the same character. She's like the little blue creature. She's the cat wrangler. She's like, a, she's just like, oh, she's like the, she's the Latin maid. Like she can play any span of characters and just like put her own little googly bug-eyed spin on it. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's funny. Like, you know, she's that she just has a funny little personality. So I don't think she was particularly like ugly, but she would they would dress her up to be really ugly in like a lot of these scenes. And she like really embraced that. Like, I think there was a scene where she was on like a blind date and she comes out with like a baby's arm out of her head or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's just a singular performer too. Like she was doing the sort of sketches that only she could do. Yeah. Again, not, not too much of a post, not too much of a post career, but you know, she's definitely anytime that they needed an SNL cast and, in a movie or some someone, she was always willing to step in and be really funny in the role. I mean, 
mean, she's still she's still doing stuff like there's like a wine country movie with Amy Poehler, her and like I think I can't remember the rest of the cast, but uh, you know she's still. Maya Rudolph, I was gonna say Maya, yeah, and then I think was it Megan, uh, not Megan Mullally, I don't know. Anyways, um, but uh, no, she still finds work and stuff. She's Boston native, so gotta represent that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but no, she, I, that's I right. She was, she was in a Super Bowl commercial this year. Yeah, she's in that Boston. Well, like compared to uh, Sherry O'Terry and Anna Gasteyer, she's definitely worked more post SNL. I agree. Yeah. But I think if you're watching it again, when you're you're watching her in 99, 2000, first off, this was her first year on the cast. So she was she wasn't even on the cast technically. Well, she was, she was a featured artist. Um, so again, she was Tina Fey's writing partner, and then got actually got on the show as a featured artist before Tina. But um, but didn't I never found her like starring role by any means. I don't think she ever starred in anything. No, I don't think anyone in our last. Uh, let's just say, oh, I guess Tim Meadows, and I was going to say the last two rounds really had a, a lead role in anything that they've done. Um, right, all great supporting guys. Yeah. All right, that's uh, you'll hear the buzzer now, which is which is a good uh, good timing for our second to last pick, and it's down between Anna Gasteyer and Rachel Dratt, or I'm sorry, and Sherry O'Terry. Oh man, I, I mean, you can't these kind of. These actresses are always kind of put in the same, at least for in when I, you know, compartmentalize, you know, that error, I always kind of think of them um, in, in the same error. But I think talent wise, I got to go on a guest and which I can't believe that means Sherry O'Terry is the last pick overall because yeah, I, I had her way I'm higher on my, my board. Sure, I'll take him. I had I had Anna Gasteyer nine on my board and Sherry O'Terry ten. So the fact that they fell this far was like is shocking to me. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Anna Gasteyer here. I mean, I loved her ch- her church opera singer lady thing. She she definitely had like a she, this this kind of quiet mild mannered to her, but then she kind of just belt out like a note or. Uh, just say something like wicked inappropriate, like with the sweaty balls thing. She did a great Martha Stewart. To this day, she still does the Martha yeah, Stewart. The Martha Stewart was by far her, her probably best. Um, you, know, you know what it keeps, you know what's, go ahead, Doc. No, I, I think she just brought like a musical aspect of it too. Like she actually had some musical chops that she worked with, with a lot of her like, uh, you know, whether it's a weekend update, you know, let's try this character out or just in an, a role if they needed a singer. She was always really good and funny in it because she was way over the top with anything that she got. Yeah, but this, uh, so uh, what I'm noticing about these last three, uh, we have to choose from here: you know, Rachel Dratch, Sherry O'Terry, and I guess there. Um, <clears throat> Will Ferrell was the MJ of that cast, and he just like so. I, each when I picture each of those women, I picture them in a skit with Will Ferrell. Like uh, you know, Sherry O'Terry. Well, I'll talk this, but uh, Anna Gasteyer, the church, the church lady with her uh, Kurt Heron, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's playing like the the piano. Yeah. And, uh, Anna, Anna or excuse me, Rachel Dratch. They did the uh, the the professors in the hot tub. Dude, like, yes, exactly. Yes, that's nice. The the Will Ferrell was such a workhorse. I don't want to spend. I want to give uh, you know Anna her her time here, but Will Ferrell, you could pair that with anyone in there. They just used him in every other skit. Right. He made their their those three women their, their most memorable skits are with him. 
Yeah. She was great with, like, the supporting for Will Ferrell, too. She was often playing, like, you know, the straight character as his wife or something like that. I think she was yeah. the wife in the uh, skin, like, stuff like that. She was always good at playing the straight one. And Definitely. then letting someone just go nuts. Like, she's perfect at that. But, like, right. I think her career is interesting, too. Like, looking at her stuff, I think a lot of hers was, like, also by choice that she didn't do a lot of movies or, or TV. Because she, looking at her stuff, she did theater, like, high-concept high theater for, like, five years right after SNL I think she just wanted to do something totally different and then it wasn't until like 2010-11 that she started like taking TV roles again so I think that's one too like by choice like her overall talent though is like undeniable she's I had her really high on the list too I just uh, I flipped at the end and put Dratch in there but I did have Gaston Carr on my list yeah it's funny when you're actually getting into a draft like how all your notes just go to shit um she I think she was in the mom gene skit too so she'd do a lot of like those like pre-recorded skits and she was just kind of like you said, Dill, the straight one. But you could there was like this twinkle in her eye who you knew she was she was kind of making well, fun of being much, a straight. Much like, much like Phil Hartman, I feel like she also had the voice for like the the calm mom, or right? Like the representative of like the white the white you know hetero person in the nineties was she was kind of like that voice of SNL a little bit. Yeah. That's why she's such a good Martha Stewart because she could just play right. that version of people. And, like, and she so got she got both ends of that. She got she got both ends of the Martha Stewart. It was pre and post prison too, so that really like <laughs> helped involved her involved her career with that role. When any, when any actor can get a reoccurring skit like that, you mean you know that that they're they're pretty good. But I, I it's I didn't have no idea what she did after SNL, um, but I guess. If you were drafting her then, I, I don't know. I guess she did well in theater, so you would have, that would have been taking you for an interesting thing. Hey, man, I'll, I'll take her at the 14th pick overall for sure. All right, Doug, you got the last pick. We know who it is. It's Sherry O'Terry. Well, that kind of sucks having just, the last it's so one. Funny that, like, but let's do three minutes so on It's so funny that like <clears throat> a lot of my earlier picks would have been just laying here for me anyways. But uh, not, but I wouldn't have traded them anyways because Sherry, I, I think she's hilarious. A physical comic... Again, paired up the, the the her tiny stature paired up with Will Ferrell in the cheerleader sketches is I think possibly the sketch that represents SNL in the in the mid or that the late nineties early two thousands yeah. like like that that can still be used and is still a, like referenced um, a lot of a lot of times. I think there's one word that to to describe Sherry O'Terry and it's frantic. And everything that she is, she is, I don't think she blinks in a single skit that she does. And she's just always, <laughs> always frantic. Like the cheerleader skit that she does is just a, probably one of her most defining roles where Will Ferrell, again, they use the big and small, but like that whole joke, he's just throwing her around. She's had, like, has all this relationship stuff that she's trying to work through. And it seems like she just drank like four cups of coffee just before she's trying to do all this stuff. And they usually put her at like a chess match or like the swimming match where like no one wants these cheerleaders there, <laughs> but they don't know it. So she's, she was she really another, uh, She did that other one too, where she'd have like lipstick on the side of her face and she was all like popped out on pills. Yeah. And, like played that like, <laughs> she was so good at doing that. And then yeah. well, her, her, her and her lost had the morning talk show one too where she just like had no idea what was going on she was like and they would just like subtly subtly refer to the fact that she just had can't have children or, you know, like, <laughs> like i said i was like get a little darker there it is know? so dark but she would you know she was the you know looking off into like like way off stage just like oh just like you know she had her own delivery for sure um, um but i 
I think a, Deborah on my list. I think she's hilarious. I think a great what if for her, I, and I always say this. Sorry, sorry, no. A great what if for her. I thought she would have played. Um, you remember uh, Amy Poehler's role in Mean, in mean Girls? Like she was the cool mom in Mean Girls. I always thought that she. I always thought that that if that movie was made ten years before, that would be the Sherry O'Terry role, and she would she would nail it. I see a lot of similarities between her and Poehler. I I don't understand why Sherry O'Terry didn't go on to have as much of a career. Like she was in Scary Movie. Actually, she was a reporter in Scary Movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really funny film cameo her in the early two thousands. Like she was hilarious every time she showed up. This is a great pick for you, Tim. You should have uh, you know picked like this the rest of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't have a choice. Uh, what a dude. When, when your picks are by default, they uh, end up being pretty good. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate uh, it, but No, but seriously, uh, hey, as much as we should, and there, there's the bell right there, as much as we shit on you, dog, for the... Oh, what is that? Yeah, that's the bell. As much as we shit on you for the Parnell trick, you probably do have two of the highest valued picks with Tim Meadows and Sherry O'Terry, so... Uh, uh, also, Tina Fey, hello. Well, Tina Fey's great at number three. I think we would have all gone Tina Fey at number three there, but... Sure. Uh, Dude, I, I like my list. Like, if you put... So, if you put my cast, my list into a movie, solid. Dude. Okay, so why don't, why don't I just run down that really quick? So, I'm going to start in order here. Dylan, your, your picks... This is Dylan's cast that he ended up with after five rounds. He has Will Ferrell, Tracy Morgan, Molly Shannon... Horatio Sands and Rachel Dratch. Solid, solid. <laughs> that's a good movie. That's a solid. That's a solid movie. And I'm surprised like that is a movie already. They were almost actually. I think they were all on boat trip. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the movie is, let's greenlight it right now. All right. Yeah. I, I've got Jimmy Fallon, Colin Quinn, Maya Rudolph, Daryl Hammond, and Anna Gasteyer. I love it, but might not play well with the rest of the with our audience. And then Tim, you have Tina Fey, Chris Parnell. Chris Kattan, Tim Meadows, and Sherry O'Terry. Oh, I, I mean, there's no loser. There's no loser squads in that whole thing. But let's let's start to hash it out. Let's take the last 15 minutes here to, to hash it out. So, what, what was my list? Tina Fey. You have Chris Tina Fey, Tina Fey, Chris Parnell, Chris Kattan, Tim Meadows, and Sherry O'Terry, and that's that's in uh-huh. order. Well, that's like, a, I feel like my, my list is like a zany movie that like didn't get like a ton of attention, but it's still funny because of all their performances. Those are all people that when they show up, they're funny. Like you look at them and they're funny and their delivery to everything is unique. So I like, all right. So is that how we're going to rate our, our, who wins here is, uh, is uh, put our actors into a list? It's completely, I think we're just completely going off of field dog. And, and I'm going to tell you something right now. I like your list better than mine, even with the Chris Par- Parnell at number two. I kind of do too. Dylan's is almost just like a, it's like too a, good. It's like too good. It is. I, I mean, I, I wanted to hash it out a little bit more, but I think Dylan's got it. Like, yeah, and, I'll, I'll happily put the crown on my head right now. But yeah, we can uh, <laughs> we can hash some stuff out here. Uh, Phil, I love your list. I just don't know what it is. No, like, you know what? A, I I, I a, it was a very. It, 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 that's a good season. That's a good season of SNL there, for sure. That's a good, like, several seasons, but it's definitely not a movie. I don't have a main character on my entire list. I'm just, I, I, it was very defensive. I'm picking guys who I wanted to have before your pick scared a lot. I knew you were going to scare me, and now that I look at my final product, I'm unhappy with what I got. So, good. Yeah, your, your pick 
could be a good like uh, like romantic comedy with a uh, Jimmy and Maya Rudolph, and then the other guys are supporting roles. Like some, oh, some kind of movie like that, I could see that one. The fact that we're struggling to come up with a cast means it's it's just not worth it. So now, uh, yours were all. <laughs> see I, why I like my list. It's from the heart, baby, and <laughs> it feels is like totally defensive. Like you you were blocking Dill the whole time. And no, that, Phil, that was, I know. I know what Phil's is. It's a great episode of Tough Crap. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll take that. I'll I'll go back and watch rewatch that season after this. I completely forgot. Right. And so Dylan's got Will Ferrell, Tracy Morgan, uh, who else? Still Molly Shannon, Horatio Sands, and Rachel Dredge. I have like every sort of character actor you would want in a great Will Ferrell. Okay, so it's a Will Ferrell movie, but what's who's who's the second in command? Molly Shannon? It's like his wife or something. Uh, him and Tracy are doing something, and shenanigans ensue. Oh, you can write anything on that movie. You can do that cast. You can do whatever you want. We need the Awesome 3000 to come up with something for us. No, trapped on island, and they found that with coconut or something. <laughs> Will Will Ferrell's like a uh, a skydiver, and Molly Shannon is his wife. I, th- I, th- I think uh, P- just looking at these lists, if we're going PPR here, uh, Dill, I think I'm probably number two on the PPR. But again, it's like putting a team together that just doesn't quite fit or get along. Like it was it was is a Billy Bean move. I did it on paper and it doesn't necessarily result in championships. But yeah, you got like Mark Mulder, Zito and Tim Hudson, but you have no one that can go uh, hit home runs. Like that's kind of the you got a great pitching staff, but you don't have a bunch of offense. All right. I got, I got, I got, but guys, what you don't understand is I got the writing. I got Tina Fey, so she's writing everything. So everything, all the, all the your people, Tina Fey's actually Will Ferrell's, you know, he's just his own thing. But Tina Fey is writing the best stuff for all these people. So I got her. Basically, the writer for all this stuff, she's, she's in my back pocket. She's my, she's my temple. She is, though. She's, she's a, that was a huge value pick at, at number three. Ah, man, um, now that I'm looking at this, I, I might have taken her over Jimmy Fallon, so great draft. I, I, as soon as you guys said Tina was on the board, I slotted her into the two spot immediately. Wow, wow, okay. Dang. So, Doug, if, yeah. if you had number two, would you have taken Tina there at number two oh, as well? Yes. Okay. For sure. As, as soon as we agreed that Tina was the number 15 one, and I kind of figured we would, yeah, I put her in number two immediately. Damn, I had her at number plus, three. Plus, she's just like one of my favorites, They're like... 30 Rock is, is so original, but also the fact that, again, like, you got to appreciate her, her duality in writing and acting. Um, and like Dill said, she was like doing Mean Girls at the same time. Like, talk about value in one year. Like, Jesus. I like, know. I didn't realize that was all the same year. It's crazy. So, yeah, I, I, an absolute killer. But I mean, you, you can't downgrade Jimmy Fallon because he's the only one doing what he's no, doing. No, he's great. He's doing in like 35 years I mean you know so like Jimmy's on a whole nother planet no I, I think if you go active today I think Jimmy probably has the biggest following and probably bringing in the most money with the Tonight Show and all the other stuff that he's doing outside of that so I don't hate the pick it's just not I'm looking at my collective team and you know I don't I don't have that big dog but hang on here but we're all right so now looking to the future Will Ferrell hasn't had any huge movies lately um, he doesn't. Know, he doesn't need to. He's built up such a resume that I will go see any shit that he puts out. Like, uh, sure. All right. So you're gonna go see Sherlock 
Holmes with him and John C. Riley, one of the worst movies of the past couple of years. I mean, if I've got nothing to do all day, yeah, sure, I'll go see that. Well, apparently he didn't. Yeah, but the thing with Will Ferrell, too, is like him and McKay are like producing movies. Like Will Ferrell is a producer on the big story. Him and McKay have, have parted ways. Right, but he's still doing his own thing. Like he's still producing movies. So like you can't factor that out either. Like the dude's been a producer on Oscar winning movies already and he's mm-hmm. Will Ferrell. He'll go he on shows like he'll go on shows like East Eastbound and Down and just take it from a B show to an A show just with his three or four oh, yeah. episode cameo. Even if Will Ferrell did nothing other than just play Ashley Schaefer, I'm still taking him number one. <laughs> he's that one guy. of my favorite that's one of my favorite characters of all time. Like, it's maybe the all-time greatest comedic performance ever. Uh, Absolutely. So, so Dylan, are you, would you consider Will Ferrell, because you did say at the beginning that he's a cameo king, would you consider him a cameo actor? Now, no, of course Because he, he's still leading whenever he wants to. He can still make any movie he wants. Well, and well, it'll be Sherlock Holmes, what's the last thing that he led in? <sighs> Pull some stuff up. If we're See, going that, uh, what, what was that one where he does the ski trip with uh, Elaine Bettis? Or he goes, yeah, he just did that movie with uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah, oh, yeah. He did some stuff with uh, Kevin Hart too. That's right. Kevin Hart's a money maker. Or get out, or not get out, but whatever. Like if Will Ferrell went and made ten movies <clears> that bombed, he can still do whatever he wants. Okay, and you also you have Tracy Jordan too, who's still he's doing the, he's arguably hitting his stride, like you said, with the yep. last OG. And, I and honestly, I hate to say it, but I hate to say it, but his car accident almost made him more relevant. Uh, that that's debatable, but uh, yeah, it definitely. I mean, he was in the news for it for sure. But I mean, I I think even without his car accident, took away five years of his career basically. So think about that. Like he could have been doing other stuff in his career. Um, that's what I'm saying. He's gonna have a late crime, and he's like he's showing that he's doing it now. Because he's, you know, with all that, that he almost died. Like, they didn't know if he was ever going to be able to, like, talk or walk again. And, like, now he's actually hitting his stride as, like, an actor, performer, and, and still a comedian. He's still crushing. But I think, so I think some of the movies that Will Ferrell's putting out now, though, but go back to Dylan's list. Like, all right, so, yeah, Tracy with the last OG. So Will Ferrell put something out. I think something with Tina Fey and Chris Parnell, who is... Arguably more relevant than Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but I, I, I think my writing com- combined with how relevant my actors still are. Uh, Doug, are you still are you still bidding for the crown right now? I think we've already crowned Dylan, by the way. No. Uh, yes, I am still bidding for the crown because my, my list is multifaceted. It's layered. It's supposed to be like... You have the crown for best animated series. <laughs> your 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 squad definitely works the hardest. There's no doubt that you got the workhouse workhorse award. Yeah, they're they're all in the booth doing voice work and they're doing a great job at it. But none of them are doing much else other than Tina Fey. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a great animated series for sure. You you, so you can. Right. And Chris in the animated series, Chris Kattan just plays a monkey. He doesn't have any lines. He just. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like Mr. Beepers and he's spitting out apples in the voice booth. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the animated series, Mr. Beepers. Uh, Mr. Beepers. Starring, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson comes on from now and then, you know. Written by Tina Fey. I'm, I'm in. All right, Doug. You've, you've made a worthy cause, but I'm, I think we still got to give this the crown to Dill. Uh, all right, all right. This is a lot of fun, guys. Any parting words before we put a bow on this baby? What's I mean, the next 
When's the next draft? I, yeah, I, I love this format. I did want. I mean, are we, what's the what's the time marker there, dog? We got one twenty right now. Yeah, I did want to talk about. I mean, that's this would be a podcast in itself. How like a lot of these actors we talked about why they were so good. Like they they created skits that are still reused and recycled today. And like that's a big part of SNL. Like it's it's how it's still relevant. Are those same skits political weekend update Jeopardy? Uh, you know, uh, even Jeopardy stuff like that. Um, that can be a podcast in itself. But that, that got me thinking. Like these creating those roles. Like although SNL gives you the opportunity to be a bunch of different characters, you don't necessarily benefit from those characters later on in your career. True. It's, that is, that's a good point about SNL. Like, you would get royalties if you, only if you make a movie about something, but those skits are fair game. It's almost like they're public, uh, public property to, for people to, to use in the futures. But it, it definitely, for these guys, I'm sure they're willing to give it up because SNL, like for most guys, just launches your post-career, which is kind of what, the, what it's used as now. I think back in the day, this was the transition where people – you know, you worked before this era, you would work to get on SNL. And then after this era, you get on SNL in hopes that you have a career after this. Uh, and I think it's kind of obvious now, like people are, you know, really trying to get in, into like movies and I don't know. Using it as a, using it as a stepping stone besides Keith uh, Keenan. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's the new Tim Meadows, Daryl Hammond. He's been there forever. Well, Seth, uh, what's the name? Seth Myers too was there forever. Yeah. Keenan's been doing it even longer than that because he was doing all that before SNL. Right. Uh, he, was, yeah. he was doing sketch comedy as a kid. He's been doing it his entire life. He made a career out of it. He's killing. He's still hilarious too. It's amazing. He's a man. Yeah, he's great. And that, I mean, SNL. I don't know if it holds its relevance that it did back in 2000. I don't. I can't say. There's a there's a skate here and there, but. I can't say it's as funny as it was. No, it, it got too much like involved with like the news and politics and stuff like that. And it's much like <clears> South Park <throat> now. They're not doing they're not doing as much original stuff, more reactionary stuff nowadays. Right. But okay, so I, I usually do a final question here at the end, a real quick gut reaction. So this this year, ninety nine two thousand, Will Ferrell obviously on fire. He did the uh, the Garth Brooks sketch where he's the devil and he <laughs> he. he uh, yeah, it's Fred Slacks is a winner. So, okay, I'm going to ask you your favorite Will Ferrell sketch uh, oh, of, all, of all time. Uh, and and well, I, can, I can start if you need it. Yeah, start us off so Dylan and I can kind of think on the, behind the scenes here. So, i, I got to say, what my, my favorite, I think, of all time is Will Ferrell at the table, the uncomfortable dinner with the family. He's just... It, it's a really dark sense of humor. He's just yelling at his wife and his kid. And he just thinks he his, his power in life is the fact that he has a Dodge Stratus. Like he, and he's like, he's the man because he has, but only at his dinner table. It's just like a really, like it's a dark sense of humor, but also Will Ferrell, uh, like his, his delivery as a straight white guy is almost that of Chappelle. It, it like, is. And like Chappelle, like half the time you're like, I probably shouldn't be laughing at this, but I can't help it. That sketch definitely is like, like something's wrong here, but he's just so fucking funny that I can't help. I can't help. It's a, it's a good pick. It's a memorable one. Um, well, and he, just, he goes zero to 60, back to zero, back to 60. Back to, you know, he's doing that, that full skit. Whereas yeah. like Farley would go zero to 60 and then just go to 100 and break a tape. Right. Like, well, <laughs> 
No, but when Sarah, like, he kept going back and forth, he's bringing it all the way back down, they're having dinner again, and then he'd bring it all the way back up, he's yelling at the family. And it was like, like it was like one of those things where, like, you watch it, and you're like, oh, okay, like, yeah, my buddy's dad is definitely kind of like that, or you knew, like, an older guy who was definitely kind of like a, you know, like a hard-ass like that, that just could pop off at any moment. So. He doesn't make enough money, he doesn't make enough money, he wants to come home to his TV and his dinner table. Yeah. Like, he wants the respect, which is, this is all so dark. I mean, it's it so is, like, it is for SNL. But, but I know, I mean, just named Jim that are like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, just, I mean, just, Will Ferrell was, he does that in a couple of skits, like the one with Pierce Brosnan when he's like interviewing yes. Pierce for the, for the, uh, for the job and he's just yeah, yelling at all of his employees during the He ends up killing Chris Parnell at the like, end, yeah. Like, He's just like beating, pissing on Tim Meadows or something like that. But he, he just like kind of took that that character, that yelling, that I think Dylan put it best: zero to sixty, back down to zero again, and you're not, and you're just supposed to forget that he went to sixty just off off the cuff. Um, all right, mine just uh, mine. I think I said it earlier, but just thinking on it, I, it is my favorite skit when he was. He's wearing the the USA thong, and he comes into an office meeting with Stifler, Horatio Sands, and just like way off, way inappropriate, talking about his bulge. Rachel, Rachel Dratch is the one. Her eyes are popping out. Her eyes are perfect for it. Yeah, yeah. It's just the reaction over her shoulder. Like everything's about it. Horatio Sands. We had the one liner like "You're the best in the biz, Dale." Uh, <laughs> everyone <laughs> feels. <laughs> Everyone else feeding off his energy too, and the, the, by the end of the skit, the entire table is just cracking up, like turning away from the. They're playing like patriotic music as he's like just rambling on about his his balls. Like he's like, <laughs> all I want to say is like the, the heat of the the angle of my dangle is proportionate to the heat of my meat. Uh, too and, like, there's like a man, He's like, like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just like, <laughs> The fact that that's Stifler that's is the most serious character, Stifler is the most serious character in that entire skit, it just adds to it. It's so funny. All right, Dale. Yeah, he, he pulled it together. Somehow Stifler held that scene together and didn't break. Amazing. Unreal. Amazing role, but I'm William Scott. Good, good shout out to him. He's funny, dude. He's got. He's actually had an interesting career himself. He'll he'll have a comeback at some point. And we'll be here to podcast about it. Dale, Dale, do you have a do you have a favorite skit skit in mind? Any any time that he played James Lipton on Inside the Actors Studio, <clears throat> yeah, specifically the one with like uh, Alec Baldwin where he plays uh, 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 Charles Nelson Ryan, <laughs> the troll in Central Park. <laughs> yeah, there's a troll in Central Park. He's doing that, I don't think. But Lipton, every time he'd be like, to reference a great work by Bernard Pivot, Duchamp, and he would just try to Frankenstein. But he did it in every skit. Like he had call, he had like multiple callbacks as that character in every skit. Yeah. Like anytime inside the actor's studio happened, didn't matter who was with him, it was always going to be absolutely hilarious. One time he like even when he's doing that, he like he like leans into it, and like one time I think he even like falls off his chair. back <laughs> so far, like he, he does some laugh at some you know completely non funny joke. Always funny. Uh, a, prefer- a performance so scrum tralescent I can hardly move. And then he just stays still for like 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, man. And I've used the word scrum tralescent so many times since. Oh, man. 
that that and I think that James Lipton even gave him props for that. Oh, so definitely, definitely. The yeah. the makeup on that was so good that you like when you think of James Lipton, I first think about Will Ferrell as James Lipton, and then and then James Lipton himself. Same thing with Harry Carey. I I think about Will Ferrell as Harry Carey before I think about Harry Carey himself. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what Harry. I don't know what he actually sounds like. I only know Will Ferrell. <laughs> Still, still, me too. I had no idea who that guy was growing up. And then he was referenced in the uh, the Last Dance, the Jordan documentary. There, uh, he was talking about, and they're like, "Yeah, Jordan. Like, it's more likely for him to land on the moon or something like that." And like, then play baseball. I was like, "If the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it?" Uh. <laughs> if the sun was made of hot dogs, would you eat it? <laughs> All right, guys, we are coming at one um, an hour and a half. So if we're going to get anyone to listen to us, we might as well wrap it up. But Dill, this was so much fun. Great idea. Congratulations on having the best team. Tim, I got to give you the silver medal. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll lose a little sleep tonight, but I got bronze. It's better than nothing. So, guys, we got to do this again. Let's figure out our next skit. Dill, take it easy down there in Asheville. Dog, you in uh, Goffstown. Guys, Great to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, bud. Good to see you, man. Well, Phil, uh... Yeah, good to see you, too. All right. <laughs> see you guys. Got my stapler, got my...